Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. This Monday is the 75th Annual Emmy Awards. Can Succession, The Bear, and Beef follow up their Golden Globe wins with another big night? And what usually is a guessing game of who will win is even more perplexing as viewers root for shows that were on TV as far back as late 2022 because of the now-settled writers and actors strike. And who better to talk TV is Matt Rausch. He's the TV insider and TV guide. Welcome in, Matt. How are you? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I am good. You know, before we dive into the Emmys, we are usually, at this time of year, getting to the halfway point of the current TV season, and the 2024 season is barely off the ground. Well, this is the thing, yeah, that uh, normally you would get the Emmys in September, and it would be the herald to the premiere week for almost all the networks. Well, there was no premiere week. There was no fall season for what you would call regularly uh, scheduled, especially the scripted shows. They were able to fill some gaps during the fall with reality TV and a few imported shows, like they brought Yellowstone over from Paramount to CBS and things like that. But yeah, as, as, as really, honestly, the TV season really hasn't even started yet when it comes to regular TV shows, and so with the Emmys coming on, on uh, in January, it, it is basically a sign that it's time for TV to come back to life. And later this week, you're going to get new episodes of all three of the Chicago shows on NBC and the Law and Order shows on NBC on Thursday and Wednesday. So those are basically the first big shows coming back that are like regularly scheduled scripted shows. Uh, as you know, uh, CBS is going to use the Super Bowl in mid-February uh, to right. launch their premiere week, and ABC will be rolling out some of their shows in February and some as late as March. Grey's Anatomy doesn't even come on until March 14th, which will still give them time to put on like 10 consecutive episodes. But really, it's a half season that hasn't even started yet. But the Emmys coming on right now are basically a sign that uh, the TV uh, schedule will eventually be back to normal. You know, and I'll be honest, I am tiring of all the reality shows. And it's and I know there's a lot of shows that are that are, you know, have series finales coming up. Like I was surprised to see the list. I mean, it's, you know, Blue Bloods, which has been a staple on CBS's schedule and that Good Doctor, Station 19, Cobra Kai, uh, Magnum P.I., and I'm so sick of the remakes myself, but Yellowstone is even ending this year, and Star Trek Discovery, and The Handmaid's Tale, and Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's too much, Big, big show's ending. Yeah, well, that is uh, a lot of it has to do with economics as well because the networks are in pretty much of a dire bind. They've lost a lot of audience to streaming, and as shows get older, they get more expensive. I mean, this final season of Blue Bloods almost didn't happen because they had to renegotiate everyone's salary. A lot of them are taking pay cuts just to keep the lights on, but it was unsustainable over the long run. So a lot of these shows are just hitting that you know seven year mark or maybe even longer, as in the case of some like Blue Bloods, and they just uh, no show except for maybe SVU lasts forever. Yeah, you know what? And here's the thing. When, when, when all these strikes were happening and, and, you know, they knew they had to go after some things and protect themselves from the AI, the artificial intelligence and all that other good stuff. But didn't they know that they were going to lose a lot of people to streaming? They were going to find other ways to entertain themselves for months and months. Well, you know, the companies are no longer, you know, putting their uh, networks forward, as you, as you might be aware. You know, they're putting most the, the ones that have uh, streaming platforms, put a lot of the most interesting shows on the platforms and not on their networks. I, a show like last year, a great show called 
Joker face, which I loved yeah. on Peacock, uh, Natasha Leone, that would have worked either beautifully on NBC with maybe a few less swear words or on USA Network back when they were doing shows like that. But USA Network's not even in the business of doing original programming anymore outside of reality and sports. And uh, NBC, uh, they didn't get poker face and said it went to and it's like a classic colombo type show so really in many regards these negotiations were about the future that streaming has created and also the way that it was impacting like the number of episodes the number of seasons the writers and the actors were are looking to protect themselves in this new future that streaming is going to control because these companies uh it really isn't all about the networks anymore it's really about making the streaming platforms work because that's where they see the future of the broad of the industry well i think yellowstone is a good example i mean obviously started on on streaming on paramount and then it made its way over to CBS. Do you see it more going that way where you're going to see more shows debut in the streaming platform and then it'll end up on the network at some point? Well, it's possible. I mean, this, the, some of this stuff is happening because, of course, there's these big holes because there was no production going on for like six months. But uh, I would also imagine that at some point, if NBC needed it, they might be able to get a couple of uh, episodes of Poker Face to show up on the network to give it more exposure. And it also helps expose uh, some of this programming to the people who aren't uh, streaming acolytes, people who haven't made that leap yet, and show you that there really is some great stuff. I mean, of course, you know, it, it, all the lines are blurring now. And the fact that yeah, one true. of the NFL players playoff games one of the wild card playoff games aired exclusively on peacock that's just nuts you know yeah. nobody would have saw that coming but it, but it's exactly the fact that all the lines are falling down it's a completely uh it, it's the wild west or tv is concerned anymore are there three shows uh, before we get into the emmys are there three shows you're looking forward to that are on the verge of like premiering over the next uh three to six months Oh, yeah. There's one coming up toward the end of the month on Apple TV+, Plus, which is my all-time favorite streamer. They do such great work on that on that platform, and they, it's more about quality than quantity. But they have a show called Masters of the Air, which basically completes a trilogy that began with Band of Brothers and the Pacific on HBO, and it's a World War II series about the fighter pilots during that period, and the bomber pilots during that time. The same producers, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg and that company doing this. It's a great series, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing people do that, uh, people seeing that. And there's another one coming up also at the end of the month it's called it's the latest version of feud on fx and this is about truman capote versus the swans the the socialites like babe paley back in the 60s who they all turned on each other when truman capote was going to write an expose about all these socialites that he was hanging out with and that sounds like really juicy stuff so that that could be lots of fun and in terms of uh, you know continuing series they're going to do another spinoff of the walking dead on amc which is it's kind of on its last <laughs> legs but it, it's going to bring back the characters of Rick and Michonne, you know, the Sheriff Rick yeah. and Michonne, wow. uh, and they've been gone from the show, and, you know, they lost some of their major players on that show, and having Rick and Michonne come back for a series, a six-part series called The Ones Who Lived, that's going to come toward the end of February, that might bring a little bit of life back into that franchise, because we're not going to get new episodes of The Last of Us on, on HBO for quite a while, and that was the show that kind of stole the thunder from that's The true. Walking Dead, yeah, so true. we'll see, you know, but yeah, there's going to be lots and lots of stuff coming up in the next few months, but I'm also looking forward to the regular TV shows coming back, because that's the bread and butter of you know our profession and having some of those shows come back will be fun to watch those it certainly is all right a little tv talk with matt roush and we'll move on to the emmys next on 720 wgn all right day player on 720 wgn we're talking to matt roush tv insider tv guide and now we're talking emmy awards so let's start with comedy and comedy series because that's always the most fun 
Well, yeah, um, and I have a feeling that if you saw the Golden Globes, you will see you'll see, yeah. you'll see a repeat of what happens there. Because even though Ted Lasso has the most nominations with twenty-one nominations, there's a sense the bloom is off the rose on that one, and it didn't have the best. What we still think is the final season uh, episodes were too long, and I, I, there's just something that was just off about that final season. Even though we still love the characters and everything, this seems to be the year for the bear. And remember that because of the timing of the Emmys, is that it's being um, nominated for the first season not the second season there during the summer, which I thought was actually a better season than the mm-hmm. first season of The Bear. Great. This show, of course, set in Chicago uh, about this family running this restaurant, but the first season was truly a breakthrough, and I have a feeling it will win a lot of the awards that it won the, the last time around at, at the Golden Globes, and, and certainly uh, the star of the show, Jeremy Allen White, is positioned to win for Best Actor, although in many ways the first season of The Bear felt almost more like a drama than it did a comedy, a but as a half-hour show, it gets to compete in the comedy categories, and, and in terms of the actresses in a comedy. I'm sort of uh, hoping uh, for good things for Quinta Brunson, who won a writing Emmy last year for Abbott Elementary, but uh, I think she has a pretty good shot of winning an actress award this year. Um, So we'll see how that plays out. I know Christina Applegate dead to me, uh, and then Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Quinta Brunson, as you mentioned, Natasha Leone, Poker Face, Jenna Ortega, um, and then uh, Best uh, Lead uh, Actor for Comedy. you know, the the series Barry, Ted Lasso, Jury Duty, The Bear Abbott Elementary, and of course, Henry Winkler for Barry. And I saw, you know, I love how you do most likely win if you're following Matt. I mean, you got to yeah. follow him on TV Insider, TV Guide. But, you know, Harrison Ford from Shrinking, I think he's missing in, in my opinion. <sighs> Yeah, and he didn't get a he didn't get a SAG award nomination. He didn't get a Golden Globe award nomination, and he didn't get an Emmy nomination for his supporting role in Shrinking. And of many things about Shrinking, which is a really good show on Apple TV Plus, Jason Segel playing this sort of uh, tormented uh, head shrinker, and but his boss is Harrison Ford, and he, he's going through major things himself. A great role for Harrison Ford. He also had a pretty good role on the uh, Yellowstone spinoff, 1923. But it, but in Shrinking, he was really good. And I was so surprised that someone like that isn't going to get uh, you know get. get Noticed by the TV Academy, uh, so yeah, that one that one's a real that was a real should have been nominated in the ca- in the comedy world, and I think Shrinking is one of those that's got to have to bite its time because most of the awards are going to go to the Bear, and you might see you know somebody yeah. else slip in from something like Al- Abbott Elementary or or even the final season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I thought was a comeback for that show. But you know, even even for lead actor, I was wondering where Steve Martin was in all this because that's a, one of my favorite series is Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, I mean, Martin Short, of course, Martin Short has the show where you're part. And this, again, remember, this is for the previous season, season two, not season three, the one with Meryl Streep in it. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling Steve Martin might get nominated for season three because of what he went through. He was trying to learn that patter song, and he had uh, lots of really funny things going on in the third season that might not have been the case in the second. And, of course, there's no Meryl Streep nominated because that won't come till the next Emmys. Drama series and or Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, Yellow Jackets. Am I wasting my time here? Is it going to be succession? <laughs> I have a feeling when all the drama categories come up, that um, without exception, with maybe one or two, uh, the uh, succession, the final season, it's just going to be hard to beat that show. And what they did, what they pulled off in the final season was just so remarkable. And every episode was so intense. And then the ending was so deliciously ironic that I think everything about uh, succession is, is saying it's going to win. The only question mark is in the actor category yeah. because they have multiple people up for that uh, award. Uh, you have both Brian Cox, who was killed off after the third episode, spoiler alert, Kieran Culkin as his son, and Jeremy Strong as his other son. The- 
they're all three nominated for lead actor in a drama series, and so which is going to go? I have a feeling we might see a repeat of the Golden Globes and have Kieran Culkin, who I think really stepped up in the final season. His 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 performance during the eulogy was just his meltdown was just unbelievable, and and I think in that regards, watching that man child sort of fall <laughs> apart in front of us was yeah. really something. So and 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 then Matthew McFadden, who won a year ago as um, Tom, who was the uh, sort of the much abused uh, son-in-law, but he of course comes out smelling like a rose at the end of the series. I have a feeling he'll win in supporting as well. But you have multiple you have multiple uh, actors for that as well. So, but it's just there's a embarrassment of riches with a show like Succession, and this is its last gasp. And so I think it will go off um, sort of the way that Shit's Creek did a number of years ago, winning just about everything in yeah, this category did. for its final year. They did, and you know it's funny. I, based on Kieran's speech uh, at the Golden Globes, I feel like he's kind of as quirky as he is offset as he is on set, don't you think? I would think so, yeah. And and, and and unlike Jeremy Strong, who sort of has a reputation for taking himself a little bit too seriously, you don't get that sense with Kieran Culkin at all. So I no, think that true. could be a fun, a fun moment at the Emmys. And of course, we're looking for fun moments, too. Absolutely. I know. You know, let's go back real quick to the Golden Globes. Like, I want to laugh. I love the days of Amy uh, Poehler and Tina Fey and, and everybody else. And, you know, it was a rough one to watch, but there were some lighter moments but you want to see your stars, right? I mean, that's what you, that's your, kind of what you tune into. You know, that's the appeal of an award show is that you're looking for your favorite shows, your favorite stars. And, of course, I, I get pushed back quite a bit from our readers who still like traditional TV, the fact that network TV is almost completely invisible at the Emmys anymore. But then again, you look at what they're doing on streaming and with premium cable, the shows on HBO in particular, and it's like, well, honestly, you know, yeah. <laughs> how, how, you know there's just no room, you know. Uh, and I don't see that the Academy is ever going to set up its own award show for the network shows because it makes them, whenever a breakthrough show like um, Abbott Elementary happens, why why not let them compete with the big guys and sometimes they win um, it's just the fact that uh, there's a lot of um, the, the playing ground isn't exactly even let's put it that way but then again neither are the ambitions uh, if there's going to be a pretty ambitious show developed by one of these companies they're going to put it on their streamer and not the network you know I'm going to sound like an old guy here but you know when I was uh, choosing some music to bump into to talk about the uh, <laughs> to talk about the Emmys it's hard because I know the theme from Succession but like Theme, themes of shows don't matter anymore. They're like 10 seconds, and it's not even a theme. You know, Not so much, although you hear the tinkling piano for succession. You know exactly true. what show you're talking about. <laughs> I do, yeah. I do. All right, lead actress in drama series. So we've got Sharon Horgan for Bad Sisters, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, Elizabeth Moth for The Handsmaid Tale, Tale Final Season, coming up, Bella Ramsey, The Last of Us, Carrie Russell, The Diplomat, Sarah Snook for Succession. Where do you think this is going to go? Well, uh, I think we're going to see another repeat from the Golden Globes because Sarah Snook, who's put herself up in the lead actress category for the first time, I think has a really good shot at winning. If there's going to be a succession sweep, which there probably is going to be, the fact that she went through again, they put everybody through so much in that final season. Although I got to say, Bella Ramsey, the young gal who came out of Game of Thrones to be the the sidekick in The Last of Us, she's wonderful. Elizabeth Moss has won already, um, and and Carrie Russell, I was happy to see just because I thought The Diplomat was a very entertaining show on Netflix something more people should uh, be aware of. But it's not the kind of thing, I, I don't think it has the the gravitas or at least the oomph that uh, Sarah Snook has for succession. It's just going to be really hard to beat almost anybody from that show this year. I think so, too. I, I'm just going to dabble in supporting actress. Jennifer Coolidge, I mean, do you see her winning for White Lotus? <laughs> probably, yes. Yeah. Um, although although if I had the vote, I would uh, from, from the White Lotus, I'd probably lean more toward Aubrey, Aubrey. Plaza, who, yeah. I thought, who I thought had the more fascinating role last season as this 
sort of a wife of a newly rich guy and they're vacationing and she's feeling very insecure and, and all that. But if she played it, she underplayed a lot, but, which, is, which doesn't always win you awards. But Jennifer Coolidge, of course, just is so far over the top in that second that's season when she's, scream, when she's screaming on the, on the yacht, the gays are trying to kill me. I mean, that's the kind of thing. She's an instant meme. And so, yes, I, to, I feel like she'll win her second. She'll win her second Emmy for that one. I'm pretty sure. I love it. Instant meme. All right. I always used to follow. I know I'm skipping over a bunch of stuff. But this is the last one I can I can hit. The Variety <laughs> Talk series. I was always fascinated by that between the Lettermans and the Lenos and the Carsons back in the day. But here you got the Daily Show. There's no Tonight Show in here. It's the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. It's Jimmy Kimmel Live, Late Night with Seth Meyers, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and The Problem with Jon Stewart. Where, where does that go? That's a hard one to, to predict because for so many years now that John Oliver has dominated the category, much the way that The Daily Show used to when John Stewart was doing it, but they've moved John Oliver into its own category, so it's facing Saturday Night Live, and again, I don't know which one's going to win there, but I have a feeling that it feels to me like Stephen Colbert coming out of the Daily Show tradition, and, and the fact that Dale, Trevor Noah is no longer doing The Daily Show, which they still haven't found a replacement for him yet, uh, that there is a sense that maybe that isn't the right place, and maybe to, to reward Stephen Colbert for his... Um, stewardship of that franchise i have a feeling that that's probably where it's going to go personally the one show i watch the next morning every day is i watch a closer look with um seth myers i love the writing on that show and i and i'm a big fan of jimmy kimmel too so you can't go wrong there i think john stewart's show on apple tv plus is maybe a little bit too too cerebral maybe yeah. but then again he he won so many times when he was um uh, the head of the daily show so maybe him but i have a, but my own thing if i'm predicting on that one i would go for stephen colbert We'll find out more at the 75th Annual Enemy Awards. Matt, where uh, are the best places to find you and follow you? Well, uh, I'm still writing for TV Guide magazine, but every day I've got columns that come out in TVInsider.com. Which I follow, and I love getting them every single day from you. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. All right, news is next here on 720 WGN.